Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A Politico hack, lest I repeat myself believes that our rights totally do not come from God here in America. They totes come from the government. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau believes that we must all sort of kind of come from the same set of facts, you know, because 1984 and, well, Joe Biden apparently says something that I'm going to agree with. And I don't know if anybody needs to hear this out there, but apparently this is a thing that I have to tell you. Um, as a species... We need both men and women to survive. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I'm Andrew Coppins. And of course, best and worst takes coming your way because it's Friday right here on Critical Thinking. That's right, folks. It is a wonderful Friday here on Critical Thinking. I am with you. You can follow me at The Coppin Show on social media, X, Facebook. You can find me there. You can find the show over on Instagram, at Critical Thinking Show. And we've reached the end of the week. So a little levity comes our way in the form of my worst takes of the week and my best takes of the week. That was. And folks, if you guys want to let me know what you think is the worst take or the best take of the week uh, from the selection, go ahead and let me know. I'll ask. Also, you can send me your submissions for the worst take that you saw all week or the best take that you saw all week. You can send them directly to me over on X. I am at the Coppins Show. Okay, so... With that all having been said, folks, um, there's a lot to get into on today's program, and I always like to start with the worst because I feel like we can get that cleansing out of the way and then move forward to something that is positive because so much of what we see and hear and talk about when it comes to the news is so negative all of the time. So why don't we just start with the worst takes of the week? Coming first on the worst takes of the week is very, very simple. Our rights don't come from God. This from a Politico writer. I can't make this up. This, this actually happened. One thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Yes, folks. Yes. They literally said they don't come from God. They come from the government or the Supreme Court or your legislators, and blah, 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 blah. A bullshit. A bullshit. And I'm going to prove that to you with another really bad take because 
in in relation to this video that I just played for you, somebody pointed out that, yeah, everyone who governs does so based on their beliefs, which is true. That is a reality that we must deal with. That's absolutely true. But they continue saying that's what humans do. The Constitution allows you to reject Christ and God, but you should know the founders viewed the world through a God-centric lens, and that was courtesy of John D. on X. As if it couldn't get any dumber, Colleen Scott at Scott Designs over on X decided to say and expressly said don't, meaning don't view the world through a God-centric lens. It's almost like they could foresee the future zealots. I could have taken this a number of different ways, but um, this is just my response to Colleen Scott um, and to this Politico hack, who, by the way, is writing pieces about Christian nationalism. And really what they're attempting to do in writing these pieces is talk about white nationalists. They're trying to tie the two together because white nationalism bad, therefore Christian nationalism bad. This is my response to both of you. What are you talking about? Do you even John Adams at all, you know, where he said that quite literally the Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And many other founding fathers believed something very similar about this because they knew that it was on us to keep it and that we had to use the moral and religious backgrounds because that's the basis of our law. There's mounds and mounds and mounds of evidence to suggest that the Founding Fathers believed strongly in a what we would call a biblical worldview that informed how they formed government. The only thing that comes close to giving a nugget to Colleen Scott and to um, the Politico hack here is this. Yes, it is true that they said that there shall be no establishment of a national religion in the very First Amendment of the Constitution to the United States. This is being misinterpreted by the left and has been for 30 years at least, if not my entire lifetime, to mean something they think it means, but it's not what it meant. The actual meaning of this is we are not establishing the Church of America like they established the Church of England. Right. There shall be no official government religion. There shall be no tying of the president to the head of the religious and, and political state in America, like it was in England, where the king literally was the head of state and the head of the religious world at the time in the Church of England. Now, of course, Anglicans lived here. Of course, various other Protestant sects and uh, a few Catholics even at the time were living in America. That is a thousand percent true. They never said that keep your religion out of government. That's not what they said. In fact, they literally, like I said with the John Adams quote and others, said exactly the opposite. And to further the argument, again, I want to play this because I want you to hear something in this argument again and see if you pick up on this. And it comes towards the very end. One thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The they don't come from government. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They just come from God. Our rights. 
yeah, like I've said, yes, that's exactly right. You, you have it exactly right when you say that. Not that that's a radical viewpoint. That's literally what these people believed. It's literally written in our founding documents. You moron. There's no other way to to put this other than you're an idiot, you're a moron. What makes America unique is the fact that they recognized that all rights do not come at the behest of a single man, a single woman, a single entity other than God. When we strip back, why do we have laws against murder? Why do we have laws against stealing? Why do we have laws against all sorts of things? Where do they come from? They come from not the ether, but from God. They're God-given. They're inalienable. They are ingrained into us. These are things that are basic values of humanity. But furthermore than that, what made the American experiment and the American idea unique, not just at that time, but ever since, is that that recognition meant that the rights, quote-unquote, granted in the Bill of Rights are negative liberties, meaning they're limited, they are in protection and limiting to government. These rights are ours as a collective society, as a group of individuals, as an individual. They're ours. And government cannot strip those life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, or life, liberty, property, whichever version you want to take. Government cannot do X, Y, Z. Whereas in 99.9% of the world, before, during, and after, it has been constitution after constitution after parliamentary government after parliamentary government or whatever have you. It has been you that are limited. Government has been granting rights. Government tells you what you can and can't do. Government grants you this ability or that ability or says you can't do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. We have a constitution that literally says the government cannot establish a national religion. The government cannot limit your speech. The government cannot limit your assembly. The government has no right to limit your speech, nor the speech of the press. The government cannot illegally search and seizure. The government, you, are free from the government telling you what firearm you can or cannot own. That's the Second Amendment. The government shall not infringe. Then we have the, t the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, right? We can go to the Fourth and Fifth Amendment about your right to uh, to not self-incriminate your things the government can't do. They cannot make you get up in the court of law and defend yourself. They cannot make you talk to the police. They cannot make you talk to agents of the government, right? We can talk about all of the amendments, including the 10th Amendment, which says what the federal government cannot do, the states have the right to, to take a look into the individual states. It is a literal limiting government document. You morons. Speaking of morons, I want to go all the way to our fine friends to the north because apparently, um, well, 
if we don't agree on the facts or the set of facts that we want to use, uh, apparently we're all bad people. There is out there a deliberate undermining of mainstream media. There are the conspiracy theorists, there are the social media drivers who uh, are trying to do everything they can to keep people in their little filter bubbles, to prevent people from actually agreeing on a common set of facts the way, you know, the CBC and CTV, when they were our only sources of news, you know, used to, used to, and global, used to project across the country, at least a common understanding of things. What the hell? I'm going to play that again because I, I don't know if you caught what I caught, but I'm playing this again for you. There is out there a deliberate undermining of mainstream media. There are the conspiracy theorists, there are the social media drivers who uh, are trying to do everything they can to keep people in their little filter bubbles, to prevent people from actually agreeing on a common set of facts the way, you know, See, we have to agree on a common set of facts, and you idiots who are thinking for yourselves, who are diving in and asking questions of that common set of facts. See, if we don't agree to a common set of facts, well, what if I told you I had facts on COVID-19, Justin Trudeau, like literal data points and facts and figures, but you wouldn't agree to those, would you? What, what common set of facts are we supposed to be working from? I, I, I don't know. Oh, is it government approved? Is it uh, CDC approved? Is it whatever your version of that is? While you're also killing people because they're mentally disabled, while you're killing people because they feel depressed in a moment, hey, you know what? Kill yourself. Do us a favor and kill yourself because it's cheaper than dealing with um, the mental issues vis-a-vis Canada's socialist health system, right? Go ahead, kill yourself. It'll be cheaper in the long run. Oh, you're confused as to your gender and you feel suicidal and you're 15 years old? Go ahead, off yourself. No parental notification, no, no dealing with it, no proof of anything. You can go ahead and do that with the doctor. The doctor will suicide you. What facts exist that say that that's a positive for society? But I'm just supposed to go along with everything that you say. Agree with me or else. No, that's not how this works. That's not how a discourse works. That's not how a free society works at all. A common set of facts. You who would deny the common set of facts of the American founding fathers. You who deny the realities of all sorts of things. You won't agree to common sets of facts on many things. You won't agree that we have the freedom to say things that you might not like. No, that's, that's a fact, Jack. I can say a lot of things that you might not like. I just... This is such a dangerous, slippery slope because, again, this is exactly what we ran into nearly a century plus five years ago, right? Woodrow Wilson, anybody? We're literally just running back 1914. 110 years ago? This is what we are running back. If you don't agree with me because I'm the smartest man in the room, well, you're a bad person. No. Terrible take. Speaking of terrible takes in international politics, how about this from uh, Rep. Goldman? Every election, it seems, the Republicans fall in favor with the Russians and are used either, as you said, wittingly or unwittingly, by Russian intelligence to try to interfere in the election. You'll remember in 2016, Donald Trump <clears throat> says, Russia, if you're listening, Find Hillary Clinton's emails five hours later. They searched for them and fished them and hacked them and got them. Hang on. We're talking about Shmirnov again, right? Which, if you didn't watch yesterday's program, you can do so on the Rumble channel. I don't think I posted that one to X because it just it got way too late in the day. Um, but 
the point being this, um, that's not how this story works on this occasion. It's not as if the, the Republicans said, hey, Russia, give us this information. No. They took an FBI confidential human source form and attempted to vet the form and attempted to help it in its investigation. Like, hey, this might be an unverified report, but we have other substantiating pieces of evidence in regards to many other aspects of the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, uh, Biden crime family payment scheme, right? The enrichment scheme, the money laundering schemes. We have many other pieces of this evidence, but it's all Russia, Russia, Russia. And the left is falling for this, at least the leftist media. That they're, they're not asking any sort of critical questions of the left saying, hold up, this is an FBI informant who was feeding information to the FBI. See, that's the thing here. This is an FBI issue. Now, they went ahead and rearrested Smirnov the other day, by the way, because he was out on bail. Not sure what was it, what was you know, what was, what it was for, because we're not privy to that information. The court filing is not something that we can see yet. My guess is maybe there was some contact with foreign dignitaries or foreign uh, informants or foreign sources that probably got him into some trouble, but we don't know that for sure. Point of the matter is this. They're taking this person lying to the FBI then extrapolating that because that form was in the ether, right, and the Republicans got hold of that form and attempted to use it as a piece of the puzzle, not the whole puzzle, which is what they want you to believe. It is a small, minute piece of the puzzle that it's all Russian disinformation and Russia is controlling things, and see, look at 2016. And by the way, that's not how that story worked either with the Hillary Clinton email scandal and, and all of that. That's not how that worked at all. It turns out the FBI was the ones investigating it. The lie here is absolutely astounding. Yet here it is being told. And then finally from the category of the most insane thing I've seen all week, I bring you this. Hello, I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address the health consequences linked to climate change. Visit hhs.gov for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS leader on how you can contribute to advancing better health for black communities. For more. Oh. So you put up a you put up Dick Levine on the screen to tell black people that climate change is their biggest existential threat to their health and safety. It's not, wait for it, the vastly disproportionate amount of gun violence in, in the African-American community compared to the rest of the racial demographics if we want to go down that road. It's not fatherlessness in the home. It's not eating junk food all of the time. It's not 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 any of that. It's it's the environmental racism of society and its systemic nature. HHS couldn't find 
a black man or a black woman to deliver that message. Instead, they picked Dick Levine. They picked a dude dressed as a girl to tell a population that has, quote-unquote, problems with the trans community because we also know that black trans girls are are disproportionately targeted for death and violence, right? From other black people due to quote-unquote prejudice, according to the Human Rights Campaign. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That, that's what we're doing here. This is the person you chose to deliver this message. To the black community? Wow. Wow, are we dumb. For real so dumb. Dumb for real. Dumb enough that every single candidate in the um, California Senate race, by the way, has said they want to decommission the um, lone nuclear plant in a energy-starved that's right. Energy starved state of California. Decommission it and build nothing new. There's a lifespan, no doubt about it, to nuclear power plants and to nuclear power. It is not a 100% a renewable energy. It is 100% safe. Unless there's absolutely something catastrophic happening, but... It's been a very long time since that's been the case here in America, and in fact, it is one of the least carbon-emitting sources of energy that could happen in this country. Yet, here we are beholden to what? Climate activism instead of the realities on the ground in your own state? You're going to be beholden to climate activists who somehow don't like nuclear power, but they don't want fossil fuels. But solar and wind, which are highly, highly toxic to producing energy, not to mention producing the things that are needed to build the apparatus that collects the energy? What do I know, though? What does anybody know, right? This is how dumb we are as a society that Dick Levine is telling black people about climate change and how much the HHS cares about them. And they thought it was a good idea. You wonder why that happened? Folks, we're getting the, the quote-unquote leaders that we deserve. All of this is a reflection of us. It really is. Because if we said, oh, hell no, I'm not voting for you. I'm not voting for you. In fact, none of us are voting. In fact, um, you believe that in the Republican side of the aisle, I'm primarying your ass. And your ass be gone. They get the message real quick because they serve whom? You. And you might say, well, they serve special interests. Yeah, right now they do. But ironically, our quote-unquote leaders are actually a reflection of us. We're doing this to ourselves. That's 
a reality, folks. That is an absolute reality. But before we get into the best takes of the week, folks, one last reminder this week, you have a limited time here to get in front of a special deal over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. You can join Jeremy's Coffee Club, the Roaster's Choice Club, for 50% off of your first month in the club, no strings attached, no nothing. It'll cost you $12.50 for single origin, rare coffees from across the globe, roasted fresh for you, delivered to you every single month, your first month for 50% off. Of course, use that promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout for 10% off of that purchase as well. Um, but if you use that code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout, uh, you can buy other things with 10% off. So make sure you check out coffeebrandcoffee.com where they care about really, really good coffee. And that's it. What a refreshing take on doing business. So go to the coffeebrandcoffee.com, click on that Roasters uh, Choice Club. You'll get 50% off of your first month. And by the way, again, like I said, you can cancel at any point in time. This is a hell of a deal, folks coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code CRITICALTHINKER. All right, with that, it is time for our Best Takes of the Week. Now, before we get into the totality of the Best Takes of the Week, I have to play a video that you might think, uh, what the hell is going on? But trust me, it's a setup for the Best Take. Let's be honest, if all men disappeared tomorrow, shit would hit the fan. Do you think if all women disappeared, shit wouldn't hit the fan? It would not be good, but like, society would continue functioning. Men keep society functioning. What about when men left and every woman became Rosie the Riveter, shit didn't really hit the fan? I assume you're talking about World War II. Mm -hmm. I mean, not all men went off to war, but women did show up for the war effort. So doesn't that prove that women can rise to the occasion and do male-dominated jobs if the need arises? With the appropriate planning and time, but the specific scenario is if all women disappear or all men disappear, you wouldn't have the necessary time to introduce women into these critical fields. So men are vilified and undervalued because if you gave women 24 hours to resume society after their disappearance, we would need more time. I'm saying men don't get enough appreciation. There's too much vilification of men in society. It's cool to like shit on men from like typically feminists when it's because of men like electricians, people who work in infrastructure, trans Sport, that society functions and these men are not appreciated. Sure, I just don't think feminists undervalue that labor. A lot of them are socialists. They believe in unions. They believe in raising the minimum wage and that affects these guys who are electricians and the one doing the heavy man. My head hurts at that discussion, right? As your head probably has as well and pardon some of the language there, but um, it sets this up. Hannah Cox, uh, one of our good friends on the show here, at Hannah D. Cox, that's C-O-X, on X, posted the following. This has been one of the dumbest arguments. Oh, I agree. Society needs both genders to function. If women were to disappear, your health care would virtually vanish. A lot of men would have to scramble to learn basic child care, and no one would be able to find their remotes like, be so serious. Now, here's what I am going to say on this topic. Um, I think this is a really good take that we need to hear more of. Um, I have some problems with the take too, only from this perspective. Like if we're just simply talking about jobs, fine. But um, I will tell you this much in one generation, the entirety of society disappears. We don't exist period point blank. It is the dumbest argument I have ever heard on at whatever. Cause I believe that's the, the podcast or the, the vlog or the video cast or whatever that this uh, appeared on. But I set it up front. I don't know who needs to hear this, whether that's feminists or male activists or the gender ideology crowd. There is a basic reality that you have to deal with. If men or women were to just disappear, we don't exist as a society, period, for very, very long. We literally will die out. It might be 40, 50 years, right? But we die. We don't exist. We extinct ourselves. 
More important than that argument, which I find to be one of the most ludicrous arguments of all time, is the reality that to this crowd, they really, really do believe that it's gender, not sex, that matters. Yet, yeah, no. Two dudes cannot procreate. Two people who have male organs cannot procreate together. Two women who have only one half of the necessary equipment, even if you were to somehow sprout the other equipment, it doesn't function in a biological way. You morons. More importantly, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need a mom and a dad for your society to function socially. And this has nothing to do with, uh, well, look at all the sex offender cases and the thing that I told you about earlier this week, right? That happens in in regular monogamous male-female relationships. It does. The frequency with which I would love to, to study, and I haven't yet, I don't have the time, frankly, to do so, but the point of the matter is this. We have to stop arguing about who is dominating what and what is going on here or there, everything in between. It is okay to recognize that there are functions that men perform that women don't and women perform that men don't. It is okay to take on traditional roles. It is also okay to take on non-traditional roles both ways. But doing so together would do what? To fulfill the roles needed in a functioning society. I, I don't, it boggles my mind that anybody needs a reminder of this. But Hannah, it's not about gender. It's about sex. And you have to use the correct terms because we take a look at what is going on with in early, earlier uh, story here, right? With the concept of Christian nationalist. What they're attempting to do is paint the same picture as if they are these wild white supremacists, right? They're white nationalists. That's really what they're attempting to do. And the further that you wrap yourself in that cape, right? Because, hey, yeah, I do believe that our rights come from God, right? If that is the definition of Christian nationalist, then I think most people, most people who recognize where our rights come from, whether that's from studying history or understanding their Christian background. It is a necessary function of being a practicing Christian to realize that my rights don't come from any government. They don't come from anybody other than the man upstairs. That is an absolutely fundamental tenet of being a Christian. It has nothing to do with where you live. It has everything to do with what your soul is about what you believe. Now, if you believe rights only come from government, have at it, you socialist pig. Have at it. See how far that gets you, though. To recognize, again, the language mattering here, you can't use their language. You have to use the correct language, sex. It is not gender, it is sex. And that's my biggest quibble with this. Yeah, it was a great take. Hey, I don't know who needs to hear this. Our society has to have these two sexes to, to function. And if you're arguing about who's more appreciated or not, you're missing the point of where the left is attempting to take us. But there are more good takes. In fact... I want to go here. I have a take from the left that is the best take I have heard all week long. Early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide millions of working families 
with debt relief for their college student debt. Tens of millions of people in debt were literally about to be canceled, their debts. But my MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, elected officials and special interests, stepped in and sued us. And the Supreme Court blocked it. They blocked it. But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief uh, for as many borrowers as possible. And that's the effort that's been underway the last two years. I fixed what's called. Did you catch that? Uh, MAGA Republicans, then the Supreme Court. And I said, nah. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. And I've said this before on this program. In fact, I said it yesterday. He's right. He's absolutely right because at the end of the day, it is on the Supreme Court exists as a function to tell us about the function of the laws as passed by Congress and states, right? And then the disputes between the states and the federal government um, up the food chain, but they have no power beyond telling us what their opinion of a law is or violation of a law, right? And then the government can do what? Execute based off of that opinion. That's it. That's the function. Too often on the right, we see what? Oh, but the courts, but the courts. The courts are the halfway house. It is upon the legislators, it is upon the executors of the federal government or the state government, depending on which uh, thing the Supreme Court is ruling on. But it is on those individuals to then act, to either modify a law that they deemed to be in violation of the Constitution, because that's really their function, is it is to look at and interpret the constitutionality of laws, of judgments and things of that nature, right? Then it is incumbent upon the legislators or the executors to act. And they can say, you know what? I, okay, well, that's your opinion. I don't agree with your opinion. You know who can stop Joe Biden from this? The legislators, congresspeople, senators. They can stop it by a function of law. It's really simple. No, you don't get to make an executive order when it comes to everything. Right? Yeah, no, no. The functions of executive orders don't don't fall into the purview of student loans. Um, we have laws on the books about student loans, and uh, we're going to enforce those laws. Now, I highly suggest going back to yesterday's program where I talked about the the insanity of the actual program that he put in place and, and how, who it's affecting and how big of a boondoggle it is for the American public, not for the people who got this relief, by the way. They've been getting this relief for the entirety of the student loan program that they've been on. But go back to yesterday's program to check it out. He's right, though. And those of us that are in libertarian circles, those of us who are on the right, if you will, we got to look at the court as the halfway house. The rest of the job still yet to be done. It's not the end-all, be-all you think it is. It is not the final say-so on anything. Let's take abortion, for example. They ruled that the 14th Amendment does not include a right to an abortion, right? There's no federal law about abortions. They ruled that it should go back to every state, right? Has, has uh, every state done its own thing so far? Yeah. Okay, but what if the federal government bans abortion? What if the federal government codifies into law that abortion is the law of the land some way, somehow? Could you challenge that? Because the court said it is a state's rights issue, right? You could challenge that. Are you going to? And then what? Are you going to maybe put an amendment together into the Constitution that literally codifies that into the Constitution? Otherwise, you can continue to have this fight over and over again. But the Supreme Court is not the end-all, be-all 
It is not the final arbiter on anything. It is simply an opinion-stopping place. That's it. Sooner you realize that, the better. Now, I have one other uh, take, if you will, and this one comes from the Fonnie Willis case that um, we just got breaking news about cell phone data. That's right. In case you were wondering about Nathan Wade and uh, Fonnie Willis's uh, extramarital fun, we get this from Charlie Kirk. Now the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is reporting on the Nathan Wade bombshell cell phone data story following a court filing Friday by Trump's defense attorneys that includes thousands of texts and phone calls dating back to 2021. The cell data reveals that Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade appear to have made it up to at least 35 times. That's right. They have met up at least 35 times in 2021 at Fonnie Willis's residence before the district attorney hired him as special prosecutor and before the two claim they became romantic. Wade appears to have at least twice arrived late at night, like after midnight, folks. In one case, I think it was 2.30 or 3.30 in the morning and then left at like 5.30 or 6 in the morning. But anyway, Wade appears to have at least twice arrived late at night at Willis's residence and left early the next morning in the months before Willis and Wade said their relationship became romantic, according to AJC. Quote, both Willis and Wade have testified under oath that the relationship began in 2022. If defense attorneys can prove that they lied under oath, it could constitute perjury. Kirk says that this might not only result in the removal of Fonnie Willis from this case, but could be the end of her career. And that, folks, is a thousand percent true. And this is, this is why I think this is one of the best takes of the week. This is not just about an affair. This isn't about any of these things. It has everything to do with what the Bill Clinton case and impeachment was about. Lying to the court. They are literally both Wade and Willis attempting to steal from the Clinton deposition playbook by playing semantic word games with the judge, with the uh, defense attorneys, with the prosecutor, over and over again. But yet here's the cell phone data that suggests all of what they're saying is an absolute lie. Now, I will say this about cell phone data. It does not prove that they had some sort of a sexual relationship at this point. But by the power of common sense inference, you're not going to Fonnie Willis's house at 3.30 in the morning or 12.30 in the morning, staying around for five hours, right? If you're not doing something, shall we say. It reasons to suspicion that something else is happening. Now, if they can connect this with text messages that are explicit in nature, text messages that show that, that there was an intention to go there for relations, if you will, or that they have a romantic connection or flirting connection at that point in time, yeah, they're in trouble. Fonnie Willis is in deep, 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 deep trouble when it comes to all of this. All right, that being said, um, get rid of all the sordidness and, and all of the craziness. I, I continue to think that in this Lenten season, on this Friday of Lent, as us Catholics um, fast, don't eat meat, and all of these things, because we are reminded of our need to repent of our sins in this Lenten season, I, I continue to say this. This is the best thing I've seen in years, and I'm going to continue to play this every single Friday throughout Relent, because we need to hear this message, and that is the response to the He Gets Us ad from the uh, Super Bowl earlier this month. Don't ask me what you know is true Don't have to tell you 
Folks, please have a great weekend. Again, you can follow me on social media, on X, on Facebook. I am at The Coppin Show. Until next week, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals. And as always, Matthew 547. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.